0: We're beginning this series on talking about the best kind of life or uh, uh, how, how we as um, people can get hold of wisdom that leads us to the very best kind of life. Uh, and all of us need uh, help to experience the best kind of life. All of us do. We have all experienced that journey in life where uh, we, we want to make a difference. We, we want to be satisfied with our everyday but it seems like it so often just comes up short. We want, we want to be satisfied. We want to make a difference. We want to be purposeful and intentional, but so often it just seems with the grind of details and the difficulties and the circumstances and the fractured things that happen, it just seems like we come up short. Now, all of us have experienced that, but it's in the drama of those moments where it seems as if uh, we just aren't making a difference or we're not fulfilling our purpose or something's coming up short. In, in the drama of that um, everyday kind of life, wisdom enters the scene. See, wisdom, wisdom is the key that helps us unlock the door to the best kind of life. Uh, if you were talking to your kids, you would know that, and, and I have kids, but they've all grown up now. <laughs> kind of makes me sad. Uh, but if you were talking to your kids and they were young, you, you want to help them. You want to you help them uh, have uh, the skills necessary to be a productive citizen. There's some language there. You, you want to help them have uh, the, the insight and the understanding necessary to be Um, um, productive and faithful and all those type things you you want them to uh, I mean I went to school on purpose right it wasn't just so my mom could well it was she needed a break but she sent me to school on purpose she sent me to school to get an education and I she was hoping that as I got an education I would find a certain set of skills that I would be able to use and as a father I've learned that I do have a certain set of skills chucking skills and bass fishing skills. Movie reference, anybody, anybody? Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite, that was bad. But being a corny dad, that's what I am. But anyway, we, 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 we go to school to find these skills, and, and we want those skills to lead us to a better kind of life. And we tell our children, get your education, right? Be educated, so that you can get a better kind of life. We tell them that. Um, I I got a Ph.D. in something. My family doesn't know what it is. I'm not sure I know what it is anymore, but I got a Ph.D. in something so I could uh, uh, have a life that's purposeful and intentional. So we we understand that. But can I tell you that as we look at Proverbs, there is a huge difference between uh, the kind of wisdom that you get from a textbook and the kind of wisdom that leads to a purposeful life. I want you to hear uh, the language of Proverbs, and we're going to run through this pretty quickly, uh, but this is fundamental for us if we're going to have wisdom for everyday life that leads to the best kind of life. We're going to have that. We need to, we need to start here, okay? So Proverbs chapter 1, uh, the, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding. All right, so verse 2. I'm going to stop for a second. Verse 2, here's the picture. The picture is that we, you and I, we can only see stuff from our point of view, right? Uh, the, 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 uh, the, the words that are used here to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive words of instruction, uh, those uh, words of understanding, each one of those words builds a picture that helps us know that we need to know stuff that we do not know. Did y'all get that? It, it's, it's verse 2 that says we need to know that there, is, that, that, that there is stuff that we don't know that we do need to know. We need a bigger, better view of life. If you're in the, uh, if you're in the room, by the way, you are... Uh, If you're in the room, why, yes, I am. Uh, As you are in this room, uh, some in the very back, your perspective is everybody in front of you. But in the middle, your perspective is uh, everybody in front of you, but you can't see, but there are people behind you. And if you're on the front, uh, your perspective is uh, the platform, but there's a whole bunch of people behind you, hundreds of people behind you. But you can only see that which is in front of you because that's the way we've designed this so that you sit there and you look in front. Well, uh, our perspective is limited by uh, the way we're looking and that kind of thing. what what we see in Proverbs is that we need a better perspective where we see more than just what we can see, but we begin to understand that we need a point of view that is bigger than we are. Now, this isn't the kind of stuff that, this isn't leadership vision stuff. This is simple. I need God's point of view about what life is all about and about where I fit in this life. And that doesn't come just from me. See, if all we have is our perspective, then all we're going to do is that which pleases our ideas that we've created from our own emotions or ambitions. When our emotions and ambitions drive us, then we are living with a limited perspective that can lead to frustration and may lead to disaster because. The truth is, there's a whole world outside of my emotions and my ambition. I want you to hear this. There is a whole world outside of my emotions and outside my ambitions that are more important than my emotions and more important than my ambitions. And there's a whole world that I need to have a perspective on. But the only way I can get that perspective is if I get it from God himself. When the wisdom writer talks about wisdom, when Solomon is talking about wisdom, He's talking about God's point of view. He's talking about God's point of view, how He has made this world, how He's made you and me, and how He's made us to fit in the world that He has designed, how we can live by His design. The more we live by God's design, the more we are satisfied, the more we're living purposeful lives. That's all in verse two. And then He goes on in verse three. Um, He talks about uh, uh, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. That term for instruction there in verse 3, it means I'm going to teach you how to uh, change a tire on a car. Okay? And then I'm going to correct you when you lose one of the lug nuts. Okay, it's it's what my dad did when I was a kid, and he said uh, to me and my older brother, "I want you to go out in the backyard. I want you to build a deck." And he had all the wood out there, and he had all the supplies, and he said, "Now go build a deck." Well, my brother and I were not carpenters; Uh, we were not even sons of carpenters. Uh, We knew how to hammer a nail but we didn't know anything about making a deck square or putting in any, you know, had no idea about any of that stuff, still don't. Uh, But my dad did because my dad was the son of a carpenter. And so when he said, I want you to go out there and I want you to build the deck, that was great, but we needed more than that. And he wanted to give us the instruction we needed. So he did. He came out and he said, now I want you to do this and I want you to do that. I want you to do a chalk line, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he gave us instructions, but it wasn't just instructions on how to do that. He also corrected us when we got it wrong. No, Eric, you don't do a chalk line like that. You need to do it like this. Now, and he didn't do it in a mean way. He did it out of love. But he wanted us to be corrected as well as, or as part of the instruction. That's what verse 3 is about. Sometimes, sometimes, you and I, most of the time, many times, oftentimes, you and I need a course correction. Not only do we need to know how to uh, uh, do better in our relationships or how to be more uh, 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 pleasing to God in our work, we need uh, correction when we do it wrong. That's why uh, wisdom is to give us instruction on God's point of view, wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Sometimes we get it wrong when it comes to justice. And justice is very important to God. And justice not just for those who know him, but justice for those who don't. Sometimes we get it wrong when it comes to justice. We ought to be very cautious and careful about what we want to spout out there about our own opinions about stuff, uh, especially when it comes to matters of justice. Do you know God talks more about justice uh, than he does about love? I didn't know if you knew that. Pretty serious. What does God desire of man but to love, mercy, to do justly and to walk with him humbly. You know, that, that's God's desire. So, so if we get it wrong when it comes to justice, we need to know we're getting it wrong so we can get it right. That's what wisdom does. That's what God does for us. And then he goes on, he says, to give prudence to the simple, underline simple, in parentheses besides simple, put your name, And if you have a pro- problem doing that, go ahead and put my name because it doesn't bother me a bit. I am simple. It doesn't bother me. Go ahead and put my name down. If you don't want to put your name down, put my name down. The simple. That's the person who, who knows that he doesn't know what he needs to know. That's the simple. It goes on. He says, uh, gives, uh, give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel to understand a proverb, to understand a mystery, to understand the words of the wise, to understand their riddles. All right, so, so here's, here's what's going to happen if we get this wisdom that is promised in verses 4, 5, and 6. Really, verses 2 through 6, if we get this wisdom that's promised, verse 2 tells us that we're going to have a better view of our life. We're going to have a better view of where we fit in this world. Verses 3, verse 3 tells us we're going to have course correction when we get it wrong. So it's going to push us back on the path that will lead to uh, a satisfying, purposeful existence. And then verse 4, 5, and 6 says, Not only that, but I'm going to give you wisdom that will help you make solid decisions even when it's a riddle or a mystery. Now, how many times a day do you face a cauldron of choices that are boiling up uh, into trouble? A cauldron of choices, and none of them seem to be good options, but they're they're there, and you've got to make a decision. How do you make a solid decision? How do you make a decision that leads to something purposeful or satisfying or meaningful? That's what wisdom promises to give us, that we can make solid decisions even in difficult days. Now, I want you to hear this. Because uh, what we're going to be talking about for the next many weeks is this wisdom that promises much. And it's a promise that God makes, not that Eric makes. It's a promise that God is making. He's making this promise that if you will embrace this wisdom. And by the way, it's different than, than wisdom we normally do. Normally we think of wisdom uh, being tied to gray beard or no hair for men. Saggy baggies under the eyes, you know, age equal experience, equal wisdom. But that's not what we're talking about. That's not what God's talking about. He's not, certainly with age should come wisdom, but age is not a function of wisdom. When when we look at this passage, wisdom includes thermometer and thermostat. And what I mean by that is, you know what a thermometer does, right? You know what a thermometer, thermometer measures. A thermometer measures the temperature. It can't do anything about the temperature. It can't change the temperature. It can't make it hotter or colder. A thermometer only measures. And that's what wisdom does that as well. Wisdom evaluates. Wisdom comes to a conclusion. Wisdom can tell me, can see the problem. It can tell me what's wrong it can tell me all right, it's dark or it's light, its it, its night or its day it's crooked or it's straight that wisdom that's understanding that's prudence it helps me understand that wisdom helps with that so it's it, part of wisdom is thermometer but the kind of wisdom that we find in God's Word is more than just thermometer its thermostat you know what a thermostat does a thermostat sets the temperature a thermostat controls the level of hot or cold. A thermostat doesn't just measure, it uh, sets the direction, it sets the trajectory. So wisdom that God talks about here is more than just evaluative. It's more than just saying, all right, this is the way things are. It's crooked or it's straight. What, What God is saying is wisdom sets the direction of life. Wisdom sees the problem. The wisdom we're talking about here not only sees it, but solves the problem. And We long to have that kind of wisdom for our everyday life. Wisdom, which is more than just what I drum up in my head or read in a textbook or even in a sacred text. It's wisdom that comes from the heart and the mind of God himself now if you're not a believer if you're not a follower of Jesus you haven't been here for a while and I'm I'm getting ready to talk about stuff that may just kinda blow your mind a little bit I believe that God himself the creator of the cosmos longs to give insight direction clarity Confidence in everyday life. He longs to give us life from his point of view. He longs to give us direction from his perspective. He longs to give us the right answer instead of the wrong answers that we settle for. I believe that God himself wants to unveil for us the way we should live. And that path that he paves for us will set the direction for a life that's the best kind of life satisfying and purposeful okay so here's the question how do we get hold of that wisdom that he's promising here in verses two through six that's verse seven in fact verse seven uh, proverbs chapter one verse seven is the theme of the entire book okay so proverbs Chapter one, verse seven: The beginning, or the principle, or the key of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord, and fools despise wisdom and correction. All right. So, so what? What's the first part there? Verse seven: That that the key. The first step for wisdom, wisdom that leads to the best kind of life, wisdom in our relationships, wisdom in our work, wisdom at our church in our neighborhood, uh, wisdom in our emotions, wisdom in our in, in our marriages, wisdom in our homes, uh, the wisdom that leads to purpose and satisfaction, not freedom from pain but, but but purpose in the midst of the pain. That kind of wisdom that we all need and long to have depends. Upon our relationship with God. Our relationship with God determines our wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning, the key, the principle of knowledge or of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 9 says that, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 15, says, now get this, Proverbs 15 says that the fear of the Lord is literally the tree of life. It's the, it's the tree that gives life to us. Proverbs chapter 31, which talks about the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, and uh, really it's a personification, I believe, of wisdom itself. It's, it, it's a picture of a, a, of a woman who lives her life in the fear of the Lord. And what a life that will be. Today, if you want wisdom that will satisfy soul, Your soul and give you direction for living and purpose. You want wisdom in your relationships. You want wisdom in your finances. Wisdom in your home and with your family. It begins with the fear of the Lord. Jesus said it a little bit differently. I want you to hear what Jesus said. Now, Jesus, um, he 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 described it this way. Jesus preached a sermon on the mount. Okay, and a sermon on the mount is about. Our relationship with God—it's about about living for Him, it, but it also includes great truth about how we should live our life. Wisdom, okay? So uh, Jesus finishes, and this is Matthew chapter five through seven. He's preaching this Sermon on the Mount, longest text of uh, Jesus' continuous words that we have in the Bible. So he he preaches the Sermon on the Mount, and he begi- and he ends. And this was one of our memory verses not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. Matthew chapter seven verse twenty four, and I want you to hear these words because they apply to exactly what Proverbs one seven means. Okay, so Jesus said, "Whoever hears these words of mine and does them will be a like a wise person who builds his house on the rock." Now, I want you to hear that because that is so key for us. This is what we need to embrace if we're going to have wisdom that leads to the best kind of life every day. Uh, it's, It's we hear what God says, and we follow it. And if we do, then we'll build our house on the rock. We'll have a solid foundation for every aspect of our life. But... If we decide that what God says is out of date, out of tune, out of line with my desire, my emotion, or my ambition, if what God says is is uh, kind of antique and not fashionable today, if what God says is uh, uh, doesn't run uh, r- ring true with with uh, 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 my inner uh, yearnings, desire, and the voice I want to have. Uh, spread. I'm trying to be hip, but I've missed it. Anyway, if 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 God's word, his his direction, his wisdom doesn't fit what I want, and so I ignore that and start pursuing my own path. So here's, here's the comparison. Again, Matthew chapter 7, 24, Jesus said, Whoever hears these words of mine and does them will be like a person who built his house on the rock, and the winds came and the rains fell and the, and the floodwaters rose and the house stood because it was built on the rock. That's a person who follows after the wisdom that God offers. Then Jesus goes on, and he says, Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish person who built his house on the sand. And the winds blew, and the rains came, and the floodwaters rose, and the house fell, and great was its fall. Because it was built on the sand. So here's, and throughout Proverbs, you have this two ways. You can either do it God's way or you can do it some other way. Anytime you do it God's way, you're going to have a solid foundation for every aspect of your life. But if you, even in the midst of storms and rains and winds, you're going to have a solid foundation. That's what happens when we do life God's way. But if we do life our way, there's going to be a great fall. It's going to be disaster. So when we're looking at this passage, what I want you to understand, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's talking about the fear of the Lord as uh, our loyalty to God and our worship of God and our adoration of God and our obedience to God and our submission to God and and understanding that he is God and we're not God, but he is God. He is the creator and and he is the one who deserves all of me. That's that's the fear of the Lord. Uh, To say it a very simple way, and I've already said it, but fear of the Lord is living life every day God's way. That's fear of the Lord. It's where I wake up in the morning and I say, I'm going to live my life every day God's way. I'm going to have my marriage, and it's going to be God's way for marriage. And I'm going to have my children, and it's going to be God's way for parenting. And I'm going to have my finances, and it's going to be God's way for my money. And that's living in the fear of the Lord. It's where what God says determines how I live how I do my relationships, how I do my work, how, how I live in my community. Our relationship with God, fear of the Lord, determines our wisdom. Now, when we live life God's way, then the promise is we will have an unlocking of riddles and clues to how to live life, we will, we will experience a life that is filled with purpose and satisfaction because we're living life God's way. So really, simple message. I've taken a long time to get here, but let me just say it this way. If you choose to have a life that is marked by wisdom, then you must choose to live your life God's way. If you choose if you, if you want to have a life that is the best kind of life, then you must live life God's way. You must do your marriage God's way. You must do your dating God's way. You must do your relationships God's way. You've got to do it God's way. And if you don't, then you're choosing for uh, a life that's built on sandy foundation rather than rock. Solid foundation. So um, uh, how, do we, how do we start moving toward wisdom and away from foolishness? The first thing we got to do is we got to humble ourselves. We must humble ourselves. If we're going to walk in the fear of the Lord, we got to humble ourselves. Uh, when we humble ourselves before the Lord, he's the one who has drawn near to us, and he will encourage us, he will strengthen us. Uh, but to be humble before the Lord, to be humble means that I acknowledge, number one, I don't have all the answers. Can everybody who can acknowledge, I don't have the answers, will you raise your hand? If you believe you have all the answers keep your hand down but if you can acknowledge that you don't have all the answers go ahead let's do it again raise your hand all locations raise your hand yes okay you have just started down the road of humility I don't have all the answers I am NOT God I can only see things from this point of view but God sees uh, do you realize God knows everything about you? He knows your hurts. He knows your heart. He knows your cares. He knows your concerns. He knows your dysfunction. Some of y'all got a lot for Him to know, but but He He, he knows your dysfunction. He knows He knows what's right about you. He knows what's wrong about you. He knows every aspect of you and me. Not only does He know us inside and out, but but He knows. Everything about everyone that is not you. Now, just think about that. He not only sees who you are, he sees how you fit in a world of other peoples. In a world of circumstances, do you know that God understands the timeline of our historical uh, and our present and our, and our future? He has all that figured out. He knows all that. I don't ne- get nearly as as anxious about economy or I mean even though it may hit me hard or hit us hard I don't like it necessarily but I don't get anxious about it. Who's in the White House, who's not in the White House? That's not the end of the world. I'm telling you. The Bible tells us when the end of the world's going to happen. That's not it. Stop making it that. When we start seeing ourselves from the perspective That God is God, and we're not, and he's in control, and I'm not, and I need him more than he needs me. When we start looking at life from that humble perspective, it changes everything. I am not, listen, I am not the center of the universe, and neither are you. But God is. We must humble ourselves. As we humble ourselves, the second thing we, we can begin to do, and the more we're humble, the more we're going to go to God and ask for help. Now, we got to ask God for help. And you don't know how to, how to navigate certain things. That's okay. Now, James, uh, you know, in the New Testament, James chapter 1, uh, James said, whoever lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without approach. God wants to give us the wisdom we need to navigate the present that we've got. Listen to that. God wants to give us the wisdom that we need to navigate faithfully, effectively, victoriously the present that we've got. God wants to give you that wisdom. But you've got to go to him for help. You're not going to go to God for help unless you're humble. But when we're humble, we can go to God for help. Going to God for help is acknowledging that I don't have the answers, but he does. If you had the answers, you wouldn't ask God for help. But when we acknowledge that we need help, we go to God for the answers. And please, friends, God will give you direction. We go to God for help. How do we do that? We go to God for help through worship. What we're doing here today, this is part of going to God for help. We, we gather together as the corporate body and we, we, we sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs together. We encourage one another. Uh, we open God's word together. We hear from God's word, for, hear from God through his word. Uh, we come to worship. And that, that helps us get God's perspective. We go to God for help. We go to God for help when we pray. Guys, you've got to stop in the middle of your day and stop trying to navigate things on your own and you need to ask God, oh God, I don't know what to do. Will you help me? God, I don't know how to navigate this. God, I don't know. Look, God, my husband is the biggest jerk. I don't know what to do about him. God, I, I want to punch him in the nose. I have twice and it doesn't help. We laugh, but it's true. So y'all don't know what to do with your marriages. And I appreciate you coming to me like I had some sort of wisdom, but can I tell you, I don't have any wisdom. All I've got is what God says. But God has specifically applied direction for you, no matter the circumstance. If you go to him and you talk to him and you open his word, can I tell you, the majority of what we need to do, the majority of the directions that will lead us to wisdom, that give us life, the majority of it is already in his word. If we would just do what His Word says, it would change everything for us, and not make His Word say what we wanted to say. Actually, you know what I'm saying? I mean, my children, uh, when they were growing up, they would ask me for stuff, and I would say I would give them some answers. Rarely yes or uh, no. It was usually well da, da 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 da, and they would take what I would say, and they would go to their mother, and they would twist that so it would sound like a very much like a yes that I said. I learned quickly it's either a yes or a no. You can't have any kind of, uh, but, but what we do with God's word is because God's word is big and broad and deep and long, we like to take God's word and we like to make it say what we want it to say. Well, that, that's obviously not asking God for direction. That's trying to get God to fit your emotion or your ambition so that you can go in your own direction. We go to God in prayer when we humble ourselves before him and say, God, I don't know what to do. Will you show me? And God takes us to his word and he shows us. And by his spirit, he etches upon our hearts the direction that we need to take. And if we follow his direction, we will walk in wisdom and we will have a life that's the best kind of life. But that is where it stops. We must submit to God's direction. That may be the hardest part. Submitting to God's direction is different than me talking to God and then doing whatever I wanted to. Submitting to God's direction means that I stop Living the life that I want to live and I commit myself to live the life that he tells me to live. After all, he's God and I'm not. The fear of the Lord is living life God's way. Wisdom Wisdom is living life from God's point of view. My prayer for us today is that we would walk in wisdom. That we would humble ourselves before God. That we would ask him for the help that we need today, right now, that we would cry out to him and he would give us direction, we would say yes to that. But it all begins with our relationship with God. So before we do anything else, can I ask you, how is your relationship with God? How is it? The further you are from God, the further you are from wisdom. Some here today, you don't have a relationship with God. You may be a religious person, a moral person, but you don't know God. He's, you are not part of His family. You are separated from Him by your sin. And the first step in the fear of the Lord, the first step to taking hold of wisdom is for you to submit to His direction. His direction is choose Christ today and be rescued. His direction uh, to uh, you today is. To acknowledge your sin and how your sin separates you from Him, from God to believe that Jesus died on a cross for your sin and He was raised from the dead to give you new life and and today will you commit yourself to Him If, if your heart's desire is to have wisdom then it must begin as you enter into a relationship with God and some of you are here today and you need that relationship with God and today's the day for you to find it So, I invite you to choose Christ. Others of you are followers of Christ. My question is how's your relationship with God? How is your relationship with God? Not how often do you come to church, not how often do you read a devotion, not how often do you uh, uh, do a religious ritual type thing. Now, how is your relationship with God? How close are you to Him? The key to wisdom. Are you living life God's way? The good news for all of us today and this is good news that God has His arms open and He sent Jesus to be our rescuer but also to be our shepherd. And whether we're close to God or not, Jesus is here to draw us to Himself so that we might find the nourishment for the soul that we need and the embrace of a heart humble before the living God. Today, will you humble yourself before God? We ask him for the help that you need. Will you today take the time to commit and submit to the will of God? Let's pray together. Father, in these moments, as we gather in your name and as we have gathered here, I pray two things. First, I pray, O God, that for everyone here who has yet to embrace Jesus as Savior and King, I pray that you would give them the the opportunity, the courage, the faith to say yes to you. And through repentance and faith that they would say yes to you. The second thing I pray is, oh God, for every person here who is your follower, who belongs to your family, I pray that that the guiding compass of our lives would not be our ambition or our emotion, but rather your direction. And may we submit ourselves to you completely and find life in your name. Now, Father, I pray that As we leave here today, that we would leave with a passion to serve your glory, to honor you, and to make a difference in your name and for your sake. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen.